Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another BFS podcast episode. As always, I'm Austin Antrop, tuning in here live, as of right now, um, from Germany, where I'm stationed at. Um, today, I will be talking about numerous things. Um, and it's going to be one of the longer episodes for sure. And with that being said, longer episode and everything, the first thing I'm going to do is rant because I have a lot to talk about, right? So first thing I'm going to do is rant. Second thing I'm going to do is I I'm I'm not going to say educate cuz that's the third thing I'm going to do. The second thing I'm going to do is kind of introduce you to uh who I listen to for motivation and who I listen to and kind of educate myself based off of what they're saying, try to get an understanding of what they're saying um when it comes to the science and the education to be had when it comes to strength training and powerlifting. So, um, without further ado, we'll dive right into the rant. So, anyway, diving in. Let's talk about gym etiquette, right? And... I had one listener on an unpublished episode that went over a very descriptive story and how I felt um, in a very descriptive manner, but I'm going to keep this one short because I have a lot of things to rant about. Mm. So, proper gym etiquette. If you're using a public use gym, number one, Quit fucking with other people that do the same, or the different, different, do different things and do different training than you do, right? Quit fucking with them. And I'm, I'm very heated about that one on two, two aspects of the spectrum there. Number one, quit fucking with them. Stop stop trying to get a raise out of them. Because all it's doing is making you look bad and it's making the fucking community look bad. Alright? If I go up to some kid who's crossfitting in a public gym and he's 17, 18, hell even 19 or 20 years old and some of my fucking mid 20 year olds late or early 30 year olds go into the gym and they start picking on the kid that's in there that doesn't know what he's doing the kid that's in there that's doing and this goes for all styles crossfit fucking functional fitness olympic lifting power lifting strength training whatever it might be that that kid's doing Quit picking on him and help him. 
for her. Because I see it too much. In a public access gym, you are paying to be there. You have signed an agreement to follow rules. You have signed an agreement to be cordial with the people around you. You've signed an agreement that if you have any kind of discrepancy to either in a respectful manner go up to the person you have a discrepancy with and address the problem respectively. And if it doesn't get squashed that way or the person is disrespectful back to you, go to management. Management will deal with it. That is their job. That is what they're there for. You got to understand. It, and if you're going to a plant fitness or an anytime fitness and you're trying to power lift, wrong idea. Wrong idea. So, either way it goes. Sorry. I'm pretty passionate about that. <laughs> um, because, and here's why, right? Because... And I'll I'll show you the other spectrum here and the other side of the why I tell you not to fuck with them is because one at least they've taken that step that most people aren't even willing to take and they're going to the gym that in itself demands support. As a bigger kid, I know how it feels because I was very eager when I was big. I mean, I'm still big, but I was very eager to prove myself. And I was very eager to lose that weight because then maybe people would stop picking on me. That's that's a young person's mindset when they're out of shape and they're trying to get in shape at the gym. That's what drives them to the gym. What keeps him out of the gym is insecurity, and you're just feeding into that. And what that is creating is it's creating lazy youth. It is creating laziness. Because then they don't want to go to the gym because they know they got assholes. Like anybody that's listening that does this kind of shit. And if you are gut check time because I hate you <laughs> like I laugh but seriously I hate guys like you I hate people like you and it's typically the dudes typically majority if you've got enough time to look around the gym and see what other people are doing you're not working out hard enough I mean I've got enough time to look out during my workouts but do I ever look and say oh that kid's too fat to be in the gym do i ever say oh he's crossfitting what a what a dweeb no i don't i look at the dude and dude or girl and i'm like well can't hop on the leg press machine that's taken that's why i look around the gym when i'm using a public use gym is because typically i'm looking to see if my machine is open Or I'm looking to see if they're wasting time when it's a full gym. Because then I get irritated. Do I say anything to them? No, I just... I get irritated and I let it be. I let them finish doing their half-ass workout and I they get out of the gym. Odds are they're only going to be at that rack for about 10 minutes. So, 
anyway, it's creating it's creating laziness within our youth, and that's a big problem, and that's something that a lot of these old heads are complaining about. And when I say old heads, I'm not just talking about these older guys that are powerlifters turned strength coaches. Like, I'm talking about, like, every person in their mid-40s and older is complaining about how lazy and out of shape typical kids within the U.S. are. And the reason why is because they're in a very fragile emotional state when they're kids. And you, and no matter what you think, you were like that too. It was just dealt with differently. Because if you came home and told dad that somebody was bullying on you for being fat, you know what dad told you? Dad told you, well, the only way to fix that is to get unfat. He might have not said, well, you are fat. He might not have been that negative. He might not have been that mean of a son of a bitch. But he might have told you, hey, well, if you want to fix it and you want to be accepted, then do what needs to be done to lose the weight. Well, I need help. Okay, too easy. I'll help you. I'll, I'll write you something up. Go on a run. Do this. Do this. Simple bullshit programming that, you know, my brother, perfect example. During the pandemic, my brother got to the point where he was, you know, on the heavier side. And he's like, well, I want to change. And I said, well, the only way to change that is to go running. And I said, the pandemic, you can't go to the gym. So you got to figure it out. Well, we got an easy curl bar and we got a few rusty old weights and I'll figure it out. I'll do push-ups, sit-ups, go on runs. Okay. And that's what he did. He programmed, he, he programmed that himself. And it worked. He dieted himself. And it worked. He lost the weight. So, it was dealt with differently back in the day with you. Right? And it made you the person who you are. Instead of dragging these young kids down, build them up. Help them out. Typically, if you extend your hand in form of guidance, they will look up to you. And they'll say, hey man, what days are you going to the gym? Because I'm going to be in here on those days. You then become a mentor. Be a mentor Instead of being a fucking bully. Because like I said. You're just making the whole community look bad. Anyway. So that's that aspect. And I say to stop fucking with them. You know. No matter what it is that they're doing. Whether they be deadlifting the wrong way. And it's super ugly. Whether them being Olympic lifters. Or trying to Olympic lift. Or CrossFit or functional fitness. If you want to use a machine and they're on that machine and you bully them because they're on your machine, how about you just guide them on how to use it properly so then you don't have to sit there and look at it and be like, well, this dude's wasting time on my machine. And you can be like, oh, this dude's getting it in on my machine. Anyway, sorry. I keep I keep going back to that point. But 
The other reason I tell you not to fuck with them is because, and what I mean by don't fuck with them is I mean don't even acknowledge them. Because you do have those guys where it's Uno reverse card, now they're doing it to you, and they disapprove of everything you're doing in the gym, and they're being super toxic, and, like, don't give them the time of day. Walk past them. Not even worth it. If you're not breaking any rules within the gym, and they've got a problem with the way that you lift, then fuck them. Stop fucking with them. Don't sit there and argue with them. Don't sit there and try to take it outside. Just walk past them. Ignore the fuck out of them. And if they retaliate in such a manner that violence is the only way to resolve it, let them throw the first punch and then after that knock them on their ass. You don't even have to punch them. You could probably push them if, and knock them on their ass and if you're an adult obviously it could go into press and charges and all this and all that but you win that case because he provoked you and he put hands on you first he or she so but in any manner just walk away alright please because you giving them that attention creates dominance within their already big heads and they're thinking oh I'm pushing this big guy around like I'm telling him what to do don't do that just ignore him you don't need him you don't need that toxicity in your life okay so I'm done ranting about people in these cliques that are within the gym like oh this dude's a crossfitter like I hate him because I'm a powerlifter, or I'm a crossfitter, this dude's a powerlifter, fuck him, you know, because I'm insecure about how much I can, can or can't lift. Fuck all that shit, bro. Like, for real. I'm tired of it. I had it happen to me this week. And at first I ignored the guy, but then the dude kept fucking trying to come around me, trying to start some shit. And I said, bro, what's your problem? Are you jealous? Am I on your machine? Because I got five other machines I got to hit, plus dumbbell floor press and all this other shit. I can go do that. You can get your sets in, and then I'll come back to this. I'm willing to give this to you because you're making such a big deal about it. If that means you will leave me the fuck alone and let me work out. You know, and he's like, oh, yeah. Or, you know, and he, he got to talking to me, got to, and he, you know, we had an educated conversation after the fact that he'd gotten shitty with me. And he was telling me, he's like, you know, oh, I, I strength trained in high school, I was a football player. Okay, cool, dude, I did the same thing. No way a crossfitter and a high schooler, or a crossfitter and a powerlifter have something in common. That's crazy. And I told him that. And he's like, yeah, he's like, I just don't get why you guys slam things on the ground. I said, well, put 400 pounds in your hands and then tell me how, how easy it is to gently put it down without making a single peep. 
I said, in 400 pounds isn't a lot. I said, I'm a pipsqueak in this sport. I said, I'm trash. I said, I'm just now going to my first actual powerlifting format meet. I said, in December, I said, I'm a baby in this sport. I have a lot of education on strength training. <coughs> I said, but with me being in the Army, it's just been so hard to, you know, you can't, a guy like me can't afford to gain any weight because I do. I bust tape and then, you know, I get flagged and then I face legal trouble and possibly getting kicked out of the Army. I said, on top of that, I can't be overdoing it because if I get hurt and it's in the gym and it's on my own accord, then I could get in trouble for that. I said, it's not been easy. You know, none of it's easy. I said, but at the same time, I'm not doing what a lot of these kids or a lot of these guys my age are able to do. I said, had I not joined the army, I probably could be. I said, but that's in an alternate world, in an alternate universe that probably doesn't even exist. I said, so I'm not going to say what could or couldn't ha have been. But I will say that opportunity may have been there, you know. That's all I can ask for is opportunity. I can't say that it's going to be that way. So, and I see a lot of people living in the past, and it's just like, no. So, um, and then this, the second thing I want to rant on is overtraining. Overtraining. I see it all the time. I see it with young guys, and it's ridiculous. Stop overtraining. If you need a day of rest, take that day of rest. You are not... You will, In my eyes, you will not be viewed as a weak person. You will be viewed as a very smart person. Because you're doing what is needed to be done in order to recuperate. And if that means sacrificing a few gains, that's fine. Because you're also sacrificing a heavier risk of injury. So, anyway, that that's a very, sh well, not, not yet. Overtraining can be done at the mental level too. And it can be overdone in any kind of aspect within your life, right? In preparation to a meet, I'm learning this and I, t I tend to know that stress can be there. And I'm learning that from other guys too. You know, I went up, I went and asked, um, I went and I talked to this dude, um, yesterday. And I was like, hey, and I saw that he, was, he lifted kind of like he was strength training. And I didn't want to make any assumptions because. I never like to assume that something is that isn't, you know. But I just told him, I said, hey man, December 4th, you going to be around or are you still going to be with the unit? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay, have you heard about the powerlifting event? No, I haven't. I said, is that something you're interested in? Yeah. Well, let me go get your the registration form. All right, bro. Yeah, too easy. Got him the registration form. He's like, talking about the gear we can and can't use 
and he was just stressing. Once you make that decision to do it, you then begin your preparation phase. Unless it's something that you know a year from then. But even some, I know some dudes that have taken a year to prep. You then begin that preparation phase of getting into the mental mindset of a competitor. And this dude started stressing. And I fell into stress already as well. That's overtraining. That's mental overtraining and stress. So, you know, and this mentally overtraining can be... It can relate to most aspects of life. You know, if you've got a big conference coming up and you're trying to mentally prep for it because you're nervous when you're in front of people and making a speech and talking in front of people, you know, or even if you're going to school or going to college, you know, there are people, for example, I have a fiance back in the States. Like, not saying that I have a fiance here in Germany as well, but back, my fiance is back in the States going through school. You know, she's pursuing a law enforcement degree and a degree um, a degree in uh, psychology. Yeah, that's what it is. Or criminal psychology. Something in that world. She's the hardest worker I know. I've ne never met anybody as hard a worker as my fiance. And it almost disgusts me. Because she is very hard on herself. She has very high standards for herself. And, you know, I have never seen her take a day off. And it's just like, are you kidding me? I said, I have friends that went to college a year before you went to college or two years before you went to college. We get drunk the night before. And I'm not even, I'm not going to disclose that information, but I'm not even in college And, you know, I'm not going to college, I'm not getting an education, so I'm not drinking, I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, and I'm living in this house that they're renting, drinking with him, I'm like, isn't tomorrow Thursday, don't you guys have school? And they're like, oh yeah, we didn't plan on going though, I'm going to skip a few of our classes. Alright, man. And my buddy explained it to me, he's like... It's my education, I'm paying for it at the end of the day, or I, it's being paid for. Well, the time that I put towards it is, you know, the time I put towards it, and if I end up flunking out, then that's my fault, and then I'll have to pay for it. He's like, so yeah, there, I take it seriously, but there are days where I take breaks because I need that break, I need that mental reset. 
So there, you know, back to my fiance. My fiance never took a day off and has never taken a day off up to this point. And she's got the rest of this year left and she's done. And she will be one of the very few people that said that she earned her degree and she got every penny of her education because she spent every day there. At the same time, I wish she would have taken a few days off and I would have never told her that she was, you know, a shitbag for not going to school for one or two days out of, you know, one semester. Because that's life. If I don't, if I genuinely don't feel like going to work because I'm just in a bad place mentally and I've been stressed out, then I might take a day off go fishing. I can take as many days as I want to off and then I can stop and then after I've used up all my days, I can start, I can stop showing up completely, but guess what? I'll get fired. You know, it's a little different in the army. I can't be doing that in the army, and I haven't done that in the army. But that's what that's what I'm saying is like, when you have that freedom to do it, do it, but also understand that you can't be doing it all the time. But it's okay to do it once or twice, or maybe even three times, just to help yourself and not you know, overdo it mentally. So that's my take on overtraining, like when it comes to mentally overtraining. Um, you're not Superman or Superwoman. You are a human being. You are prone to injury just like any other mortal on this earth. So... Take that, take this information if you're one of those people that's very hard on yourselves and go and take yourself a day off and rest, recover, get right mentally, get straight mentally. And when it comes to training, you can take more days off than just one. You can take a week off from doing a certain lift. That's fine too. Any coach that tells you, and I covered this before, any coach that tells you it's not fine to take a day off isn't looking out for your best interest health-wise. He might banter with you, give you a little bit of shit, but at the end of the day, he'll understand. He or she. Um, so, yeah. third thing I want to rant about rant about is and this kind of goes back to the first thing but my boys and girls that are out there they're too insecure to get out there into the um into the gym quit being insecure I was insecure in my teens about my weight and had I not gotten into the gym, I would have never gotten rid of that insecurity. 
the result the the resolve of that problem is also the res will be the result in you also taking that first step to go into the gym and once you take that first step that's that terminates all insecurity and then once you get the results that you've been looking for and you finally trim up and you get into what you deem is shape and what you deem is perfect then you've killed two birds with one stone the one stone being that take being that first step into the gym and the two birds being killing your insecurities and killing your killing your goal right fourth thing i want to talk about is grinding all right i say it all the time keep grinding keep grinding and this covers all aspects of what i've ranted about already when i say grind i don't mean that when you work out you're grinding you know, you don't get to, just because you went and hit a chest day means that, oh, you grinded. You're doing what you're supposed to do. And I'm completely taking this from Dave Tate because um, I literally just watched a video of him ranting himself about calling yourself a savage, telling yourself you're going beast mode. And, you know, telling yourself that you're grinding. When I say keep grinding, that's not me patting you on the back and saying good job, you know. That is me saying, and when I say grind, I mean keep pushing yourself to go to the gym. That in itself can be a grind sometimes, especially if you're in the workforce, you know. You might get off of shift. You might be working third shift and get off of shift at God knows fucking six, seven o'clock in the morning. When I say keep grinding, I mean go to the gym at seven o'clock in the morning when it opens right after work and keep working towards your goal. Do what you're supposed to be doing in order to reach that goal. Keep grinding your your mind is the sharpest weapon in the world. How do you sharpen a sword? How do you sharpen a sword? You you use a grinder. You use a grinder to get that sharp stone. You use a wet stone and you grind it against the blade to get it sharper. Sharpen your mind. Go out there, watch these videos, listen to these guys, open your mind, try to understand to your best ability, and you will unlock all these things that you think are secret, but they are being spouted at you through social media. Don't be that guy that sits there after hitting, hitting, a fucking 9 by 1 working up to your 90% and you ended up PRing and saying hashtag keep grinding 
because that's not you grinding. That's a product of you doing what you were supposed to be doing. Quit calling yourself a savage. Because you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. To me, if I... if if I were going to give anybody the card, the Savage card or Beast Mode card, I would give it to my natural guys, my natural freak genetic strength dudes that can just take three days off and go back into the gym and lift 300 pounds with ease. And even then, that's that's not a lot, but... You know, my when I say you're a savage, you're a brute force built with gifted genetic, gifted strength genetics that allows you to just be naturally strong. That's a savage. But in the same aspect, a savage is that guy who doesn't care and wastes his potential because he's not smart enough to go in there and go to the gym and stay on a steady course of doing what they're supposed to be doing to achieve a goal. So... You can call yourself, if you're going to make these Instagram posts and say that you're grinding, then I want to see a video of you drenched in sweat looking like you just got doused and covered in water. And I want to see you doing super heavy, isolated movements where you're holding, if you're doing a hack squat on the hack squat machine, I want to see you holding 500 pounds for fucking half a minute after doing 10 reps on a hack squat. And I want to see you drenched in sweat. I want to see your nose bleeding. I want to see... I want to see where you are absolutely putting your body through hell. With heavy and enormous amounts of weight on your back or in your hands. Looking like a... Beaten to shit piece of rubber. Still going through it. I want to see you post on your story. Yeah, I plan to do two hours a day. And then four hours later, see you with a bloody nose. Popped blood vessels in your eye. Fucking... Calluses ripped clean off your hands. Blood running out of your hands. 
being wheeled out because you can't walk. So basically being carried out. That's a grind. Because you went in with the objective of hitting that two hour mark and you not only did what you were supposed to do but you did a lot of stuff that you didn't need to do but you did it anyway because you're so focused and you're so determined to get better that you were grinding think of think of your body as a sword alright and working out would be putting yourself into somebody's hands and they're just gonna beat the shit out of you over a tree and dull you the fuck up and bend you up and then they reheat you and they straighten you out and then they sharpen you on a grindstone that's that's a that's the perfect metaphorical situation I can put into your that I can draw into your heads that I can I guess create for you about what grinding truly is you beat the fuck up out of your body and then you came back you did what needed to be done and you resharpened yourself and you regrinded yourself and you were grinding that's what a grind is so for all you guys that I see out there you know hitting PRs you know I'm grinding you know I'm happy for you pal I really am pal or gal whatever I'm really happy for you but at the same time what did you do before you PR'd nothing other than what you were supposed to be doing okay bro good for you you did what you were supposed to you were you were doing what you were supposed to in the gym and you saw results that's not grinding that's just success calm down Because telling yourself you're grinding is just making you even more big-headed. And it's just... You're putting yourself out there way too much. So, that's it for my rant portion of this episode. Um, I hope I didn't offend anybody. That's not the intention. My intention was to kind of open your eyes and kind of get you to realize like some of the things that you're doing might be wrong and don't don't do anything that's going to make your fellow strength lifters look bad. You know, you represent something more than yourself when you call yourself a power lifter. Or a strength lifter, or an athlete, you know. 
you represent a very big community that is worldwide worldwide so um next portion is I'm gonna go over some of my key influencers number one at the list my mom and I know you're not expecting to hear that but my mommy she is my biggest fan and I'm her biggest fan and the reason I say that is because my mom you know outside of high school never touched a barbell it has nothing to do with lifting more so it has everything to do with the mental side of it my mom was a single mother and she had to raise me and my brother alone and you know um that was hard that's something that as a parent of a child I'm not a parent yet but at being an adult I know that like that's that's the hard way out the easy way out is would have been dumping me off to my grandparents and letting them raise me and my brother and then her disappearing and getting the fuck out of Dodge. That was the easy way out. But she took the she took the hard way out and a lot of people will look at that and they'll say Well why are you giving her praise for doing the right thing? You know You know, why are you giving her praise for doing something that she should have been doing in the first place? Because no one asked her to. That was a decision she came to herself. Nobody asked her to raise me and my brother. Nobody asked her to go through all the financial troubles that she went through that my that had been left on her shoulders with having two kids. Nobody asked her to take the hard way. She decided for herself that she was going to take the hard way. Why? I can't answer that for you. That's only something she can answer. And I honestly don't know if she can answer because if I were to take a, a educated guess, she did it just because that's her nature. That was within her nature. She was a mother. She was a parent. She accepted that role as soon as I was born and reconfirmed that role as soon as my brother was born. So I honestly think it was just, I think that that was the only thing that had came to her mind was that there's no other option. This is what, this is what has to be done. And she's helped support me 
through all the troubles that I went through in my childhood um, with being bullied, with being, you know, an athlete, with not really having a father figure around to help me develop my athletics and my training outside of school, she helped me, you know. And if she couldn't help me, she found someone who could help me. Typically one of my older buddies, one of the upperclassmen, you know. And that's those are all stories and people to talk about another day. But, um, yeah. And the way that applies is you could put it in any aspect within training, you know. Um, for you guys that are out there that are doing everything naturally and learning how hard it is to do do everything naturally without the help of any kind of performance enhancer, hey man, the easy way is right there. You know how to get the easy way. But up to this point, you've chose to do it the hard way. And you've got to accept every challenge that comes rolling your way doing the thing the hard way. Same as you'd have to, ta you'd have to accept every challenge that you'd have that you'd face doing it the easy way. That's the common misconception people get with life. Is that there's, if I take the easy way, I won't be faced with challenge at all. No, you're still going to be faced with challenge, and oftentimes you'll be faced with the same amount of challenge you would have faced doing it the hard way. The difference is, the difference is, is doing it the hard way, you've already chose to suffer, and you've already accepted that you're going to suffer. So those challenges that come after deciding to do it the hard way are going to be very, they're going to test you integrity-wise. And they're going to test you resiliency-wise. Now, if you did it the easy way, then you have that clear conscious consciousness of like, okay, finally, you know, I'm getting over the hump. But then later on, here come the challenges. So... You're more mentally prepared, but you're stuck back at the spot where you were when you were doing it the hard way. You've just so happened to improve before you didn't. You just so happened to improved a little bit before you're forced to do it the hard way. So, and that's how that kind of transfers, and that's how that kind of applies. So, You know, number one key influencer in my life is my mom. Always will be my mom. My biggest hero, my biggest fan, and I'm her I'm her biggest fan. Now, she's tied in this spot. But she was my first she was my first ever hero in life and then the person I'm about to mention next 
you know, and I have a bunch of people that are tied for first place, but I'm I'm gonna talk when it comes to currently because right now currently is currently is what's helping me get through all the obstacles that I face not only within my training but within my life. And I really can't even say that because people in my past are also what are driving me, but I'll, I'll do I'll do that another day. But today we're talking about current. The other person tied for first place is my fiance. And I already covered this in my rant. Hardest working person I ever know. Works so hard to the point where I look at that and I'm just like, that's disgusting. You need to stop. But at the same time, I highly admire that. Because when there are times when you should listen to a person when they say stop, and there are times that you shouldn't listen to a person when they say stop. And she's so determined. In achieving her goal that you know when I tell her hey you should probably take a day you're a college kid you're an adult take a day off she doesn't and she hates it when I tell her that so you know and I I strongly admire it because that's that's it's the equivalent to someone saying hey stop powerlifting Okay, fine. Fuck no. As if, as if that were an option. I've spent too much time and dedication I'm going to compete and do this for the rest of my young adult into mid-adult, mid-life adult lifespan. Maybe even farther. Because I've put too much time and effort into this. I'm I'm not about to just throw it all away. I'm not like one of those guys that says I'll die in the gym before I ever stop lifting. By any means. I do have regard for my health. And honestly, if I wouldn't have gotten, went into the army, I probably would have ended up like that. But I came into the army and I had to put my regard for my own life on the back burner because I have to be ready at any time to lay it down. And you typically don't get a multiple choice. It's, well, well, it happened. You know, it's like answering the un answering a question that can't be answered. So, in having that, having the regard for my own life and my own health on the back burner for so long, I've now come to terms with the fact that if something isn't safe for me to be doing. 
then I will stop doing it to an extent. Right, to an extent. Um, so, love that about me, hate that about me, I don't care. That's my choice to make, that's my cross to bear, and that's the cross I'm going to bear. I have a family to think about, and when it comes to priorita prioritizing my own health and life, I put that on the back burner, and... I realize how unfair that can be to people who love and cherish you. And a lot of guys in the community will say the same thing, not having gone through what I've gone through, right? They'll say, yeah, I was stupid once, and I didn't have any regard for my own life. And... If you hear my fan, I apologize. I'll try to speak a little more clear and concise. Um, it's hot as it's hot as balls in here. So, um, and I'm turning this damn fan on, whether you like it or not. So, anywho, so there is that point where you actually genuinely need to listen to somebody who's telling you to stop. But that's the part about my fiance is at no point was she feeling like she was at risk for, you know, mental breakdown or anything like that. Even though she pushed herself to the point where most people would break. So, I admire that because that just shows the mental drive and resilience that she has. And not only that, but she doesn't have to support my fitness habit. But she does. And it took me a lot of convincing. But now she has... I don't want to say she has an idea, but... She has told me on multiple occasions that she would like to consider getting into, getting into this kind of training with me and she's she's had um a couple years in high school as an athlete who strength trained within a weights class so you know it's not like she's completely unfamiliar to it so which is great and I highly suggest for those of you who are in relationships to involve your partner into your training because that just makes it one there's less tension because then you're no longer prioritizing training over time with your loved one um because you're spending time with them in the gym so You know, it's it's one of those things where you drop all kind of all kinds of drama that comes with working out and taking two hours, three hours out of your day that you could have been spending with your loved one and you're now spending that time with them doing something you have a common interest in. Which is great. So, 
Um, yeah. She's been super supportive. She herself is one of the most resilient people mentally that I know. And I honestly, like, and this is cliche and very warm and touchy and I don't like getting like that on on record, <laughs> I guess. But without her, without her support, without her love, without her existence in my life, you know, I wouldn't be the person I am today. And, you know, she truly is the better half of me, so... So those are that's my that's my first place tied for first place um, when it comes to key influential people in my life. Now this next one isn't somebody who's in my life, but he he without knowing has influenced my life and is one of again obviously in the top two of my heroes and who I look up to and um and that's going to be someone I've never dealt with directly um I, I mentioned his name a few times his name's Dave Tate he's on YouTube he does the Table Talk podcast he uh, he's the CEO of Elite FTS and This this man has opened my mind to things that without him I would have never even been introduced to. Um He He's a very aggressive talker and educator. And he educates and trains strength lifters. So I watch him and I watch him go through this thing he does called train your ass off. Um, and I watch him with those lifters and I watch him help those lifters kind of make corrections they need to correct. And I learned so much. And then on top of that, he has his podcast and he brings guests in and he talks about programming, the science, what people are and are doing and what people aren't doing and what they should be doing instead of what they are doing and what they should be doing that they aren't even completely doing in the first place. He talks about how important recovery is. He is what a fucking coach should be. Being an online strength coach, being a strength and conditioning um, coach within a school, no matter what level you're at, whether it be a strength and conditioning coach within professional sports, he is what a coach should be. After listening to him, just listening to him, he has humbled the shit out of me. 
because he's reminded me that I do not know a damn thing yet. And after listening to that, I start listening to him. And a lot, not, I won't even say, I won't say 70%, but I'd say a good 65% of what he says I listen to and relate to you because I want to help him get this stuff out. But, anyway, um, he's one of my biggest heroes because he's lived that life, he's competed, he's broke records, he's won meets, he's done it, he's lived it, and now he's passing on that knowledge, and that's exactly what I want to do with this podcast, except I'm starting a little early. Because I'm eager to reach out because that's a passion of mine is coaching. And eventually will hopefully, if executed correctly, I will be able to coach full time. And that's where I want to be. So, anyway. Um... Dave Tate, best coach that I know of when it comes to this new era of strength athlete that we have, strength trainer, power lifter, overall best coach. Number three on my list. Which I also found him through Dave Tate's Table Talk. J.M. Blakely. I think I said that right. I hope to God I said that right. I didn't want to butcher his name. Yes. Oh, I hope. Oh, well. If not, maybe he'll hunt me down and beat me up. And I can say I got beat up by J.M. Blakely. But anyway. (laughs) He's like, (laughs) the listener's in there. He's like. Why would you take pride in getting your ass kicked by somebody? Um, funny short story, really quick. Had this dude, he was a substitute teacher. Um, well, no, he wasn't a substitute teacher. Shit, fuck. Um, he was a he was a guest speaker, and he he was a pretty mediocre professional football player. I don't remember his name. Thank God, because he'd probably hunt me down and beat me up too. But he's talking to the school, talking about his son, and said that, you know, he's walking off from the game and his son goes out onto the field. And, you know, he's trying to get to Brian Erlacher when Brian Erlacher was playing. You know, he played for the Bears. And. <laughs> His son's running over to the field and he's trying to get to Brian before he goes to the locker room with a piece of paper and a Sharpie. You know, I want Brian Erlacher's autograph. You know, crazy. Runs, gets to the field. His dad starts running after him. Brian Erlacher flattens this kid because he's running to the locker room. Doesn't even know he hit the kid. 
and then he saw his dad run stopped he's like oh god he's like I didn't even feel him like nothing dad walks up to his son and he's like you know really concerned for him you know you just got hit by a huge ass dude probably one of the most aggressive line black linebackers to ever play the game and he said he said you know son are you all right and he's like sitting there with a big grin and a swelling eye <laughs> sitting there and said I just got ran over by Brian Erlacher with such excitement you know <coughs> so that's why like whenever I talk about big dudes that I look up to you know and talk about oh maybe I can get beat up by them so I can go tell everybody I got beat up by Jay and Blakely or Dave Tate or you know Brian Erlacher <laughs> it's um it's it's just one of those things that it's like probably not a lot of people in the world can say these things you know because they wouldn't even dare to pick the fight with him so anyway back to JM Jane Blakely, um, I watch a lot of Elite FTS videos where he's featured. And to kind of shorten it up, he lifted with Dave Tate at West Side, but he lifted at the in a world. He lifted in more of the international competitions through west side so he kind of just kind of floated but this man his knowledge base let's start with on training his knowledge base of training I couldn't even grasp how someone could collect and retain all the knowledge he has it's incredible it's I learn something new within each and every sentence he he speaks and he really dives into the mental into the mental philosophical stuff about weightlifting and it's just like, damn, that was deep. Never have I listened to somebody talk about powerlifting and strength training and started tearing up. You know? It's just, it's beautiful what he knows. I, and, I, I, and maybe beautiful isn't the correct term. But I think it's beautiful because it's something that you don't think about. You think you're just some dude that goes in and eats 45-pound plates for breakfast nah man you're a human being and that's what J.M. Blakely tells you you're a human being with emotions and feelings and needs but you're also a human being that can push yourself you can drive he takes that tough guy attitude out of the lifter and inserts that intellectualness that is needed I watched him today on my lunch break 
and I watched him talk to these lifters that he was about to uh, do a bench press session with. And he talked to each and every lift, or he talked to these two lifters and got to know them within a very short amount of time, but he got to know them. And I immediately, and I don't, maybe this wasn't his intention, but this is what he's doing. He asked one of the dudes, he's like, you know, are you willing to do anything? Are you willing to give up everything for your your own success? And initially, the question started out was, it can be anybody, but who, what kind, who influenced you, who is one of your greatest influencers, and why? Guy said Michael Jordan. I said, why Michael Jordan? Dude rambles on about how he watched the documentary, um, The Last Dance on Netflix, and talks about how Michael Jordan talks about how he he kind of paved the way for his own team and set the goals and did what needed to be done and did what was necessary and even openly admits that he might have been a little toxic while doing so but his toxicity his drive is what got him to what at the end of that season would result into a championship which was what they're chasing and so Jay Blakely asked him he's like so how does that apply to you he's like well that just tells me that you know no excuses I've got to give up everything he's like well what about if you have He's like, do you have a girlfriend? He's like, no. He's like, because if you have a girlfriend, then are you going to sit there and tell your girlfriend that, hey, sorry, we can't go to dinner on Friday because that's squat night. And instead of putting in two hours, I'm going to give everything. And, you know, I'm going to stay there for three or four hours and completely tire myself out to where I'm incapacitated not only to to not be able to go to dinner on Friday night, but basically the whole weekend. And the dude, the the athlete just looks at him. He's like, well, he's like, there are certain things. He's like, well, then you're not willing to give everything. He's like, you're not willing to do everything it takes. He's like, which is okay. He's like, would you live in your car to have a world record to- total? He says, probably not. He's like, would you quit your job? He's like, he's like, I'm showing you that you are human. You know, you're human, and some things deter deserve depending on the situation some things deserve attention over others now he and this is the way I interpreted it right is 
and I could be completely wrong. But this is the way I interpret it, right? Yes, there is a mindset that you have to have going into the gym trying to reach a goal. But you're still a human being. You still have a family. You still have a job. You still have a house. You still have a car. You, you, you may or may not have a girlfriend, fiance, wife, you know, kids. Sometimes you need to prioritize accordingly. You know, it's in, in the way I took it is if you are going through family troubles, obviously family, me, I took that as family comes first. And the reason I took it that way is because that's my, I am a huge believer and advocate of family comes first. I'm at the gym bench pressing and my wife calls me and says, you know, hey, your son broke broke his arm. He's headed to the ER right now. They ha might have to perform a surgery where they put him under. My ass has my bag, my keys, and I'm leaving. Why? Because family comes first. Always, every time, without hesitation. So, that's the way I took it. Maybe he didn't mean it. Maybe that's not what he was trying to get across. But he also didn't say what he was trying to get across. He was just trying to absorb and give input based off of what he was taking in from those athletes. So, I think the dude is, the dude is gold. He is the equivalency to currency within the strength training world if he was a currency he would be gold because I think about how many people potentially listen and listen to this dude talk and I'm just like if they're taking anything away from this dude then they're all the better for it because he's putting out knowledge that needs to be put out So, like I said, Jane Blakely is one of my biggest inf influential people that I follow, that I try to keep up with, that I try to listen to, and don't just sit there and idly listen to him. I sit there and I absorb what he's saying. That's why he's my number three.
Number four is and this one is like My number four, and I'm going to say this, is my father. And the reason being is because we have a rocky road relationship, and it's getting better, but we've always had a rocky road relationship, and for a while, it was more rock than road. So... I'm not going to get too personal with it, but all in all, he was absent most of my life, even when he was present, due to um, some poor life decisions that he would make at home, to where he would be incapacitated, so, you know, he might as well... It, would have been better had he been absent completely both physically and emotionally like in all aspects it probably would have been better but over the years we have talked and after a very long period of silence between the both of us we're finally on speaking terms and this is why I'm not gonna say he's my hero like I say my mom's my hero but I will say this he inspires me to one not make the same mistakes but two that there's always a way back always it's just a matter of hunkering down and doing it doing what needs to be done in order to come back and this can go with anybody that's struggling with substance abuse anybody that might be struggling with injury trying to get back into training you know this this could be anybody with any kind of financial problems that took them and put them at the bottom. You know, there's always a way back. If you set aside all the negativity, that little voice in your head that tends to get a little more louder, if you just cut them out and stop listening to them, there's a way back. You just got to fight for it. And he's shown me that. And I'm very... I take I take an, a, a certain amount of pride in that. Um, but at the same time... It has inspired me because... I might not have a sus substance abuse problem. Or... A financial problem or 
and I've had an injury problem where I've come back from, but really more so is being in the Army, having the training schedule that I have, or have had, it's hard. It's hard to tell yourself after four months of not being in the gym to go back to the gym. And then it's even harder to go back the day after when you realize that you are significantly weaker. And that's where that comes into play, is there's always a way back. So, I've talked about my heroes, my influencers, um, my biggest inspirations. That part of the episode is covered um i know i said i wanted to talk about education um when it comes to strength training sorry lost my train of thought there i might i might derive i might come off of that a little bit um, cause it's both something I could talk about for an hour, but it's also something I could keep short and sweet. So I'm going to try to talk about it as much as I can. And then afterwards I might stick around and talk a little bit more, um, just about random things within the sport with with what I'm noticing with progress all that stuff so yeah so education right I see a lot of lifters out there having Problems with online coaching or, you know, even in its simplest form, um, buying a program and having trouble with it. And <sighs> ladies, fellas, listen, I by no means have all the answers. You go to any coach and they, they'll tell you the same thing. I don't have all the answers. But I can advise. I can suggest. I can tell you what works for me. When I tell you what works for me, I'm not telling you go out there and repeat the process. But it's more so an example of I went out there and found something on my own. And took from that and took from another thing I found and put it together in my own way you don't have to cop I'm not saying go out there and copy a program rep for rep set for set accessory for accessory supplemental lift for supplemental lift but what I am saying is you can look at you can look at a at a program and say okay this has me hitting 9 by 1 bench for 
upper body. Well, for all 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 big three. And it's split up into a four-day program where I bench, then I squat and deadlift, and then I bench, and then I squat and deadlift. And it has me hitting nine by one all week. But I don't want to just bench. So why don't we do this? Let's do a six by one on just a regular main lift bench press. And then let's do a six by one on a floor press. Or on an incline bench where I'm working up to 90% on both lifts. And then for accessories, I can go for more sets, less reps, since it is a max effort week. And then the next week, you have 12 by 2. So that's a dynamic. So now I'm going to divvy it up and I'm going to go, okay, I'm going to do... 8 by 2 on squat, on a regular squat, and then I'm going to go do an 8 by 2 on a box squat or a leg press or, or another lift where you're exerting, you're still able to exert a lot of force with your legs and work your legs but more so work on speed than you are working out on pushing a heavy weight so you won't be going up to I don't even know you won't you won't even go past 80 percent because you're working on bar speed right and then for accessories I'm gonna work in you know I'm gonna work in uh, quad extensions I'm going to hit 6 by 10 6 by 15 you know that's what I that's what that falls into educating yourself you need to go out there online and look at these programs and look at what kind of program they it is so if you're looking at a conjugate method program then you're like Okay, I like the idea, and I like the dynamic behind it, but I'm looking at a 5-3-1, so, and I, I like the dynamic behind that as well, more so with accessory work. You know, you could like the 531 five, program for barbell work and then the dyna the dynamic of conjugate method and put that into play with a 531 kind of program. Because that's what 531 five, is really a basis of which it tells you what to do for the main lift, but like you can accessorize accordingly. Which is beautiful. So. 
because that allows you to work on what whatever it is you think you need to work on wherever you're feeling weak wherever you think there is improvement to be made educate yourself on the benefits try it out you're never going to learn to program and become true a true independent lifter that's able to not only coach themselves but coach others until you take that first step of okay I'm going to program something myself based off of education and based off of certain dynamics of different programs. And then once you go so far with that, you can start doing your own wacky stuff. But the problem is, is people are too closed off to that. They're too focused on what's working for them at the moment. Or what has been working for them in the past. They're too hung up on what has been working. Because what has been working should be working. That's not always the case. Yeah it might work for a long amount of time. But guess what. There will be a point where it stops working. You need to change the dynamic of everything you're doing. Forget everything you know. Because it's wrong. You need to accept the fact that if you don't educate yourself in something that, you're, that you've put, number one, this much time into, and if you don't educate yourself on this thing that you've become so passionate about, then do you really deserve to be doing it if you're not willing to go that extra mile in at least knowing what you're doing? And now I'm not saying that I know everything there is to know. Nobody knows. But my education my education on my own passion is more so than a lot of people who have the same passion. I've had guys bigger than me come up to me and say, "Hey man, what am I doing wrong?" And I'm just looking at him. I had this dude come up to me in the gym, and I know him through work, because we, we're in the same ele we're in the same element. You know, we we work together. And he says, and this dude outlifts me. And he says, "Hey man, my bench press has been lacking." And he says, "Well, in all reality, everything's been lacking. I need help." I said, okay, brother. I said, hey, what kind of program are you on? I'm just paying for this, you know, program. And I'm like, too easy. I said, I'm going to give you this. I handed him the program that I had been doing that had been working. And it's kind of based around the 531 concept with a couple different things. So I was just like, I'm going to give this to you. I said, use it for a month. Tell me how you do. I didn't do any coaching with him. He, he, he had more experience in a competitive arena when it came to powerlifting than I had had. He's, he's competed USAPL before. I had not. So, you know, I gave him the program. I said, hey, man, 
you're a capable person. I'm not going to sit here and say that in order for you to use this, you need I need to be here to hold your hand. Just do what it says. And he did it. He accessorized himself and but on but the main lift was all what I had written down for him and it was based upon what I was doing. Comes up to me at the end of the month and he says, "Bro, He's like, your shit works. Works good. I said, okay. I said, thank I said, I appreciate you taking notice. I said, but I don't use that shit anymore. And he just looked at me. He's like, what? Why? I said, because you get, you be, I said, I might revisit it eventually. I said, but I'm accommodating. I said, because eventually, I said, I got to the point where I'm used to it and it wasn't working and it wasn't being effective for me. He said, really? I said, yeah. I said, it's taken my total from, it's taken my total f up 200 pounds in less than a year. You know, some people might say it's a lot. Some people might say it's not that much. But it worked. It put numbers on numbers. And he's just like, he's like, and you stopped using it. And I said, yes, absolutely. I said, because I got used to it, so it's no longer effective to me. I put it in my files. I, I keep it. I save it. And I said, I keep it in my memory because there might be a time where I'm able to revisit it. I said, but right now that's not the that's not the motive. I said, right now I need to try something different. I said, I'm always on the move. I'm always changing. I said, now if something works for me for a year, two years, three years, great. Thank, thank goodness I've found some of the stuff. Doesn't mean I can't take a break away from that and try something different. Especially if I've stopped my gains. And he's like, that makes sense. But that's what a lot of lifters aren't doing. And it, it's crazy that they don't realize that. How is a guy who's never competed before realizing this? Because I go out there and I hear guys who have been in the world for 40 plus years. And they're saying the same thing that I'm relaying to these guys. You know, I've had success with the program that I had I stopped having success it's as easy as one two three and I changed it why did I change it because I went out there and I educated myself on one the law of accommodation which states that if you do something repetitively that you're it no different than drinking right people tend to say that there's no such thing as an alcohol tolerance but there is you might be able to drink 20 beers but after drinking 20 beers every night for six months you're now able to kill a 30 rack all by yourself in one night 
And the reason why is because you've created a tolerance to where it no longer takes you 20 beers to get intoxicated. Well, I won't even say intoxicated. It no longer takes 20 beers for you to start feeling and noticing yourself that you are indeed intoxicated. You drink 20 beers, yeah, you're definitely intoxicated, but you're not feeling the effects. So that's what I mean. And that's what accommodation is. Your body gets used to doing the same movements repetitively over and over and over again. To where now, it said, yeah, okay, this is hard, but at the same time, I can do it. And it doesn't put enough strain on your body to where you're gaining strength. So I looked up what a common, I looked up the definition, I looked up the science of the th the theory of of accommodation, and I was like, "Holy shit!" I said, "It all makes sense now." I said, "I have accommodated to my old program. I've gotten so used to it that it doesn't work for me anymore. I have overused it." So I changed it up. And within the first three weeks that I made that change, you'll never believe... And I didn't even make a drastic change. You know what I did? I did the same thing for the first two weeks that I would do in the old program. But I incorporated doing the same... The conjugate method, which is doing the same movement, just in different ways. So I would hit my main lift. And then I go hit a floor a floor press. I would do my main lift, and then I go hit a safety squat bar box squat. So I'm like, so I've barely implemented conjugate. What happens if I fully implement it? So I wrote myself up a conjugate method, a full conjugate method program. Working max effort and dynamic effort once a week on both upper body and lower body. And I'm going to see if I make an even more drastic improvement. So, and I know that you can only take my word from this. But that's, that. I challenge you. I challenge you to go do it. If that's what it takes for you to try this, to you feel like you're intimidated and challenged in an aggressive manner, then I fucking challenge you. Because I don't think you... I don't think you'll go through with it. I think you're mentally weak, and I think you're not even capable of having the capacity of changing up what you're doing. Is that what you need me to say to you? Is that what you need me to say to the audience? Is that the motivation you need to be like, oh, fuck this guy. I don't care what he says. I'm going to do it anyway. Then there it is. That's my challenge. If you don't, you're weak. You're a wimp. For those of you who are stuck in a spot.
So, go out there and educate yourselves. I might not have the experience you have, but boy, let me tell you what. I could talk to you about some crazy shit that you probably don't even know. And if you do know, kudos to you because guess what? That means you went out and you educated yourself. And you're like, if you're sitting there saying, oh no, well my coach explained. Guess what? You were thirsty for that knowledge. What did you do? You got that education from your coach. Which is ultimately the same thing. So, that's what I challenge you to do. I challenge you to go out there and change it up. I challenge you to go out and I challenge you to go educate yourself. I, If you're trying to make a, a weight cut but at the same time maintain your gains, I challenge you to go educate yourself on how to do that. Because there is a way. There are multiple ways. Go look at those ways. Try each and every one out. See which one is most effective. Use that same dynamic that the, out of the one that was the most effective, but pull parts from each and every one you tried and try to implement them into the dynamic of the one that was the most effective. Make it your own. So... can't stress that enough right so I'm going to start wrapping it up here because um, I know this this one was pretty long but brothers and sisters it's been a pleasure doing this um, for those of you who have listened And I appreciate the people who've came and dropped in and listened. I appreciate those who are out there currently doing the things that I have um, projected in these episodes. I'm, I'm appreciative of those of you who are using the knowledge. And I hope it works for you. Um, and I hope I haven't misguided you in some sort of way. Um, this is, this episode's kind of going to wrap up the first season, um, which don't worry, I'll be back for second season in a week. Um, I'm going to give myself a week just because I need to focus more on my training and not have that lingering, oh, I need to make an episode tonight, like... I'm going to focus in on my training. I'm going to give it a week um, to where I can reset my mind and recover and then start back up on season two um, in a week. I'll let you know um, if I decide to extend that. But as of right now, I'm just going to take a week where... I reflect, I gain more education on my sport, 
and I really work on my sport. I do have a month, or I have approximately three months before this meet coming up for me, and it'll be my first meet. So I'm super excited for it. Um, I'm going to try a pretty bold weight cut, um, which I'm going to start next week trying to cut weight while making um, gains. So, yeah, that's, that's all she wrote. Um, anyways, thanks for listening to this episode. And I hope to see you guys tune in. I hope to see it on, because I can see who, I can see how many people watch. I can see their nation, like the nationality right now. It's pretty 50-50 between um, German and American. Um, I'm on Spotify as well as another app. I can't remember. Um, I'm currently using the app Anchor. Um, And big shout out because I wouldn't be able to get this information out to you guys because all I have is a headset with a mic an aux adapter for my iPhone and my phone and I've been doing all this through my phone um so again thank you thank you for you know I would have never imagined I would have had eight plays and I don't know how many of you religiously tune in and listen um but right now I have eight plays and the most popular episode I have is youth beginner development which tells me that that's my first episode, so, um, again, I'm, I'm gonna think positively, and those of you who've listened to that, that are listening to this, just know, hey, when you get the time, try to, try to watch all the episodes, or listen to all the episodes, um, all of them have knowledge that can be implemented um from those development stages to all the way up through so anyway thanks for listening as always live strong get strong and keep grinding y'all have a good one peace